We are live. I just wanted to play a little excerpt from our unbiased Sharks fan, Mark, who we didn't introduce last game, and a lot of people were like, who the hell is that guy talking right now? <laughs> but I just wanted to play a little something from May 21st, 2021, after the Leafs lost. If I was a Leafs fan, I wouldn't be... It's not panic mode, for sure, and I don't think you guys think it is. I understand the nerves, for sure. I just think that Toronto is such a, a better team, and yes, the better team doesn't always come out on top, but I think in this situation... They're just, they have the offense, they have the skill. And then off camera, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if you're sitting here Monday talking and the Leafs are up 2-1. We really should have got that Let's one on go. camera because that was, <laughs> that was the golden nugget there. How are we doing, everyone? End of a long weekend. I mean, I wouldn't want to be experiencing the scaries with anyone else and to be doing anything else right now than... Freaking recording a pod after a couple Leafs wins in a row. What's up, guys? Josh, Jason? Feels good. It feels good. Feels good to have at least two Leafs stubs under the belt. We're up in the series now. I I, I can't complain. What a May two four long weekend. What a way to spend your long weekend. What uh, like then what what other way to do it other than watching the Leafs May win? May hockey. Love it. I think we got a lot to talk about too. Two very different games. So let's jump right into it. Yeah. Oh, and I want to say, I, I I don't think we've ever talked. Is this the first time we've ever seen the Leafs play hockey in May in our lives? Like well, in 03, 04, or 01, 02, did we, like, how far did they go? I guess last year they played in, what, July or June? That doesn't really count. Yeah, right? it's a little different. But, but yeah, that was no, it's been part. a while. Freaking absolutely nuts. All right, let's dive right into let's it. Let's do it. Because we have a lot to cover. Um, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. What happened after game one that you were surprised by? Because we hit... Not to brag, but we hit a lot of things. We hit nail on the head on a lot of things. What were some things that you were surprised by, though? Go up. So the first thing I want to bring up, again, not to toot our own horn, we did. Okay, so we knew somebody was coming in for Tavares and Joe. Yeah. Had Rat called Engvall coming in. And then we made the other suggestion that, you know, didn't really like Riley Ash's game in game one, and yeah. we could probably see somebody coming in for him, and we were able to connect the dot and say, you know, like, Probably going to be Galchenyuk just because they're going to want a more of an offensive threat. And that's, that's what happened. Yep. So that was a good call by us. Um, a surprise, I would say two power play goals pretty good. That was not bad. Yeah. We'll oh, take yeah. it. The Moving. power play still hasn't looked great. But no. I, I think we, we're also starting to see it now a little more. We we recommended you know Thornton to ju- like drop off that first power play yep. for Nylander. It's kind of been like on and off. Like they start the game with Thornton still on there. And yeah. then you'll see like, like tonight Nylander was there. The last two power plays, I think he was there. So yeah. it was a little weird or even they do like 30 seconds with Thornton and then switch him for Nylander. That was odd, but I don't know. Surprises game two. It kind of went for- so well. We were, you know what I mean? Like it, it went really well. They played <laughs> I don't they, know what they did. wrong. They, they, they came out with a lot of energy. They, they, they moved the puck really well, skated really well. I think the first game, Maybe had a little first game playoff jitters. Obviously, Price made a huge difference in game one. Wasn't yeah. as sharp in game two. Yeah, I would agree on that one. Especially the San, uh, the Sandine goal. When you watch it, he was he kind of moved himself out of position mm-hmm. on that. I mean, great one timer. He hammered that one. Patrick would be very proud. But yeah, he seemed a little bit more off there. And it was, I mean, how about that Bergevin challenge? That was one was of just, the oddest things. I, because he seemed so certain that that was goalie interference while everybody else was certain that <laughs> it was not. Everyone else on the planet like, was certain it was I, not. I felt like they reviewed that for longer to see if they were missing something. like <laughs> Because it was so obviously not goaltender checking interference. checking on Bergevin's health. But also, did there. you know that they had somebody like, that was able to walkie-talkie to the coach. Did you see that? That <laughs> is that what happened? Like that, they, like yeah, the president confirmed Bergevin well, yeah, called down. Ha- in, and, and he I called down to challenge it. I wasn't aware that that was like a thing, but apparently it is. So. <laughs> was anything that happened after game one that surprised you, Jason? I mean, um, I'm nothing too. Sur- the only surprising thing was me not digging my nails into the couch at four-one. I felt very <laughs> comfortable with the lead. What a number! Uh, we looked. I thought we were good when we were up, and I, I thought we completely like outplayed played them that game. We, we we played really well. Not that I was surprised, but yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm just happy. I, I'm happy that we played well. Yeah. I think that the thing that's interesting is a lot of the things that would be surprising. We kind of like we're looking forward to them already because mm-hmm. yeah. After that first game, we really we really started to think about okay, what's next? We what's weren't. It wasn't like oh no, we lost. We it was 
okay, who's coming in? Who's yeah. going out? What are the changes that are going to be made? I think I mean, we really, to play well again, not to toot our own horn, but we really hit our we nail, hit the nail on the head there. And and one Dude. thing I, I wrote, I texted both you guys. We weren't able to record a podcast uh, after the second game, but I texted you guys before the game saying things I wanted to see from the team. And um, all, of, all of them hit. It was Wayne Simmons go out, run amok after after seeing like, yeah. and go after Chariot because I, I don't like the way he's been playing the series. He seems, right. yeah. He's throwing throwing a little extra one-two. It seems like yeah. he's getting penalized for it now. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing was get the power play going. We scored. Mm-hmm. Um, first line get a goal. First line got a goal. And then um, the last point was get the second line going, but I didn't think that one hit. That was the only one that didn't really hit. I thought maybe the one area of improvement from that second game could have been the second line, even though I love Nylander's play. Yeah. I wasn't sure about Nick Foligno. Galchenyuk was honestly like Nick, Nick Foligno and Galchenyuk that game were the two worst forwards. In yeah, my opinion. I'd say I that was my surprise. That's I accurate. was really yeah. looking forward to them playing a lot better and they didn't quite get it done. Um, I think we can give maybe give Foligno an excuse. He's probably been yeah, playing pretty hurt yeah, so far. So I, I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow either. If you miss game one of a back to back. He yeah. was supposed to play tonight. And I know. Then last minute, it seems like they pulled him out. So maybe they were anticipating mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But. We'll see. This is really going to be like an hour-to-hour kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a little Leafs PR notification 2 a.m. Hey, Felino actually will play tonight <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. But I, I agree. I mean, it's tough to say, oh, uh, it's tough to say what, what what we were surprised by. We we covered a lot and after that first pod, and we, we nailed a lot of it, too. And it, it was felt really good waking yeah, up. Yeah, and did, everything did, that did. we said predicted, it, it came did, true. Yeah. So let's get into game two. I mean... What an absolute buzzsaw of a game after a 2-1 loss where it was tight. It was a very tight game. I mean, it seemed like nothing was going to drop. I mean, five drop in, especially even the power play. After the power play, we were so critical of it too. And then Austin Matthews, I mean, Gordo Kills was critical of him. We needed more from him. How's that? What was that? A goal and three assists or a goal and two assists? A goal, goal two, two assists. Four shots, four hits, twenty-two minutes on ice. Hell of and what was, what were his face-off numbers again? 12. I think he well, was like he was p- plus twelve. No, yeah, he was like uh, yeah, I think it was sixteen, and, sixteen and four in yeah. the face-off yeah. dot, which is just absolutely dominant. Austin Matthews has been owning Phil Deneau. Phil Deneau is yeah. supposed to be a, like he's a selkie caliber player, and he cannot win a face-off. He's third at one point. He was thirty-eight percent. They Holy said smokes. And it was just the, the panel, Cassie Campbell suggested, hey, just like, just stop. Just go, just torpedo right into the puck because you're not <laughs> winning anymore, dude. You're not winning against a six foot four beast with hands crafted from God himself kind of thing. But that was electric. Saturday, late May, May long weekend to see the Leafs just put up such a performance like that. That was refreshing. The one thing that I noticed in game two that actually came through in game three as well, was the D were a lot more aggressive in the offensive zone. You saw it on the Bogosian, uh, the Bogosian to Spezza goal right there. He was below the goal line. It was a great forecheck for a defense. It was defense a hell of a forecheck. Took him out, got the puck, fed Spezza there. Like, he... He's been very, I've, he's been very impressive to me. Like, just on the low-key sort of level. Like mm-hmm. He's Solid. been doing so many little things very well. Just, he checks every single box for a depth player. But, anything... You guys liked in game two? Yeah, I mean, overall, they played really well again. Um, it's the bounce-back performance we all really needed to see. Not wanted, we needed to see it. After that first game, you know you know how this market is, and fairly so. I mean, they've let us down a lot, unfortunately. So to have them come back and really – like, I think another thing Mark touched on in game one was that they played into Montreal's game a little bit. It was a it was yeah. a lower event game. I like that in game two they really seemed to assert their dominance and play their type of game and take it to the Habs, oh, yeah. which really was good to see. Yeah, I think I think you guys hit the nail on the head there. I think I think part of the game plan was to get in there, forecheck a little harder, put some more pressure on them, and it seems like they were able to do that and they won. It was I'm, I'm super happy with it. It was oh, yeah. amazing. So, I mean, there's not much else to say in a 5-1 mm-hmm. game it, it was pretty pretty one feels good to win yeah, that easily feels, finally yeah. in the playoffs oh honestly. yeah 5-1 game the big one in that one was the the amount of power plays that they got on that in that game just the discipline that they showed was incredible to see and i mean montreal fans crying oh the refs were on the least side Duh, no it was those were blatant penalties did they call that paul byron hit from behind on engvall at the end of the game there 
I can't remember. I, I can't remember if they did. I don't know if they did. But I don't think they that did. was a brutal one. Like, and then oh, this they missed check? one on like the Kasperi, the Cock and Yemi one. He breaks his stick oh, over yeah. Morgan. Oh, they, that, they, oh they, yeah, they got, they got him for that though. They got yeah, him yeah. That's a clear. I think, I think Sheldon Keefe had a quote saying, this is paraphrasing, something lines of, yeah. you know, Montreal had said that they wanted to make it like a war. war? And, well, guess what? If you want to play that type of hockey, you got to expect some penalties to be called, especially, like, oh, yeah. really, the Leafs had the puck almost 75% of that game. It was Shout out Austin Matthews. The fact that this guy can go around, go out there, and I mentioned this in the first pod, last pod, the fact that this guy can go out there, throw his ass around, and then – take a punch to the head and just stand there and laugh like that. That is Joker like insanity mentality there. Like, does this guy meditate for 16 hours a day? <laughs> because I've never seen anything like that. That was incredible. Um, so the game to transition into game three, we want to get into game three a little bit more. It's more fresh in everyone's heads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. A couple Bud Lights after Saturday's game. I was, <laughs> Not the freshest. It's, it's also, freshest you, you know, when you win 5-1, we don't need to nitpick it. We're, yeah, we're happy. They outshot them. They outchanced them. They yeah. had the puck more. They scored more. Small, small thing. We were down one nothing. We came back. It oh, was yeah, everything you a, wanted to see in a win. Yeah. It was yeah. everything you really wanted to see. That. We, we, and it was we, actually right before that, to go back to my point about the defense pushing in more, you saw that when right before that goal, TJ Brody had one skip over his stick. He was right in front of the net to add to that strategy mm-hmm. there. But... Also, another thing is, like, you go down one nothing, like you said, okay, now maybe we're a little nervous. Who is it that Fred. scores the goal to tie it? Jason Spezza, of course, coming Obviously. off the bench. Vintage. Like, he's just been so good, honestly. Oh, yeah. Just what a good signing. Great for – I honestly didn't expect him to this, to be this good. The, when we signed him two years ago, he's been – I think he's exceeded everyone's expectations. Yeah. exceeded my expectations last year. He's mm-hmm. been even better, better this yeah. year, yeah, which honestly. has been incredible. Yeah. Um, so to get into game three now – um, I thought in this game, if you guys want to start this one up, cause I'm, I'm freezing for some reason, if not, I can. So the first period was, my head straight. I was really kind of boring back and forth, seven, sloppy six play, shots. seven, six in shots. I don't know what it was. Maybe just no legs to start, but it was really sloppy. Like a lot of turnovers, okay. good amount of hits, no real sustained pressure from either team. And then, no. w- w- at what point did Nylander score that goal? Nylander scored that goal. I should know this, and I do not. Uh, I believe it was within now. the first. Like it, it was at some point during like the first second ten period, minutes of the second period. Yeah. So I want to say from that point on until the rest of the second period was the best stretch of Leafs hockey that they've played. Oh yeah. This basically that second period was their best period. Even including last game, or including game two, because they had sustained pressure. The first line was buzzing. Oh, yeah. The second line was buzzing. Had a couple of good bottom six shifts. Had sustained pressure. Good passing plays. Yeah, it was just it was really good. And the only goal really that was scored was Suzuki's goal. If I have to nitpick that, Riley had horrendous gap control there. I don't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And you know it was a good shot. But other, that was really their only chance of the whole period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. All right. That, that was really good, especially coming off that first period that was a little sleepy. The Leafs came back, and they brought the game to Montreal again. Oh, yeah. The only difference is, unlike Saturday night, the third period I thought they really sat back. They really did. And I understand you're playing a little to protect the lead, but I, I feel like they gave Montreal a little too much zone time there. Yeah. And Sorry, go ahead. No, and you and you got to shout out Jack Campbell. We haven't even mentioned him yet today. Saturday he was solid. Didn't gave yeah. up this goal to start. Wasn't any great A chances, but he made the saves so when we needed them. Needed. And then tonight, you know, through the first two periods, I think he only had 14 shots against. Again, a little bit of a sleepy yeah, night. He made a couple solid saves. The yeah. goal was was a little bit ugly. I understand mm-hmm. the gap control by Morgan Riley, but the goal is one that, especially in the playoffs, you need to stop. But I agree. That second period was such a good period. And then, so nice. again, the shots I think were like 26 to 14. The shots ended. 29 to 28 for the Leafs or something around there. So they had the same, the has had the same amount of shots in the third period as they did in the first two periods. And you know what? Jack Campbell shut the door like we needed him to 15 to two for Montreal in the, in the third period. But a lot of those came near the end there. I mean, the, Mm. the, the shot differential was very big up until the very end there. But a couple blocks too at the end there yeah, too. Justin you, Hall. A, yeah, Justin Hall made a fantastic block at the end there, 
And just to go back and to go on a little tangent here, I was watching. I was I had it on in the background. Germany, Canada. I can't tell you the specifics of the game. I mean, it's the World Championships, and this team has Connor Brown on the first line. Not to disrespect Connor Brown, but when he's on the first line, you know, mm-hmm. you're not scoring too many goals. Mm-hmm. But I was watching Germany, Canada, and Germany was wildly undisciplined today. They were taking penalties left, right, and center to the point where Mike Johnson was actually making fun of them because they were so bad. They were cracking their sticks over their heads. But Germany ended up winning a 2-1 game. They gave up so many penalties, especially in the latter half of the game, They and they won. And why is that? I Like, everyone on that ice bought in. Their goalie played solid, and they were everyone was looking to block shots. They had three guys at once blocking shots. Like, just sacrificing the body left, right, and center. And I thought, wow, like, that is... If that's not freaking playoffs, then I don't know what is. And to see Justin Holt do that like that, and then especially them lock it down like they did in that third period, the Leafs are built for the freaking playoffs, and it's time for the people to start putting respect on their name. That's my two cents about it. Wow. I I don't think... It's tough to disagree with that. That's pretty pretty true yeah like they are built for it seems like they are built for the playoffs we have the good defensive core who can buckle down and and sit back when we need to and play defensively i agree though josh we do need to put a little bit more pressure on but i'm I'm still happy with how we played towards the end of that game we only allowed in the third period was it was two high danger chances uh out of that entire onslaught that they had against us so even though they were able to get in the zone on us generate shots they weren't the greatest quality shots, and that that's that made me a little bit okay with it. Yeah, there were a couple misses in front of the net, which could have could have definitely tilted the game in, in, in Montreal's favor. They probably could have scored if they didn't whiff on a couple of those shots. But I, I'm 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 okay with it, and I I think we our our team is like like Piz, like you said, our team is built the right way. They are indeed, and I mean like look at it like. Zach Bogosian, as we mentioned, we shouted out earlier in the show, solid defensively. There was that play. Uh, jo- uh, Josh Anderson came down on him. Big, fast player can easily. We've seen him beat the D before in this series. Zach Bogosian played it so textbook tight and just stripped the puck. Nothing, nothing played to the corner like that, and just had several other plays like that. And especially getting involved in the scrums at the end of game two, like, and then on top of that, Jake Musson, Justin, Justin Hall, and TJ Brody being the defensive stalwart that he is. Like, playoff. This is a playoff team. One thing I wanted to say, I, I get what you guys are saying, but in terms of, you know, everyone talks about in the playoffs, your build, you need to have that supporting cast, mm-hmm. the secondary scoring. Yeah. I really feel like this game especially, but it's kind of been, this game was kind of like a representation of the whole series so far. It's been like a tale of two bottom sixes for the Leafs because half yeah. of the players, I think, have played really well. First of all, Wayne Simmons was an absolute monster today. Mm-hmm. Oh, 82%, yeah. 82% of the shot attempts when he was on the ice, like something like 75% of the expected goals. He had a bunch of hits. He was all over the ice. He played really well. He, they even moved him up, gave him a couple shifts with Nylander. So like, and I think he deserved it. He also played well in game two. He's been a factor for sure. He pleased everyone tonight. Correct. Stats, guys, and traditional. Jason Spezza, again, he's been good every single game. Yeah. He's always going to be solid. No complaints about Jason Spezza. Then you have the other end of the coin. Riley Nash, pretty disappointing so far. Yeah. Doesn't really do much. Get him out of here. Alex Galchenyuk. You know, we were really excited to see him get back in the lineup. He, I thought he was really bad tonight, honestly. And I thought he wasn't any good in game two either. There was a play yeah. in my mind that I pointed out at some point in the end of the second period where he had kind of had a like a two-on-two with Mitch Marner, and he dropped the puck to Marner. And you could see Marner was waiting for him to, you know, crash the net, let's create a scoring chance. And he just kind of lazily gets taken out into the corner. Like, Galchenyuk, if you want to make your name and you want to play, you got to do better than that. you got to fight to go to the net. Actually, there was another play where he was on a two-on-one with Alex Kerfoot. Oh, and he Kerfoot took himself, sauced it yeah. over, and he was already below the goal yeah, line. It skipped exactly. over his stick, too. Cause, like, yeah, because he, he went so far. He wanted to open up on his off wing, but mm-hmm. he ended up pivoting so far back. He basically took himself out of the scoring area that you want yeah, to be. So I, exactly. I've i been disappointed with him as well. And again, on, he, Joe Thornton, everyone's already ragging on the guy. I get it. Like, he's slow. He hasn't played well. Okay, but another guy understated who I've been disappointed with, what does Ilya Mikhaev bring into mm-hmm. the table right now? Yeah. A couple chip-outs. That's it. <laughs> like, he's the ultimate, like, along-for-the-ride player right now. Like, yeah. if his line, if his other linemen have good games, his numbers end up good. If they don't, they end up poorly. He's really not 
bringing much to the table, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I liked his play in the second game a lot. I thought he played well. I think when he is with Engvall and Kerfoot, he plays well. But that could also be a, a factor of the two guys he's playing with. Because I agree with you. I don't think he played that well tonight, honestly. Um, That's another guy. Sorry, I was I gave a couple guys who I thought were good, mm-hmm. weren't good. Another guy I think who has stepped up is Kerfoot, especially oh, yeah. tonight. I thought he played pretty well in that second-line Eng- center role. Kerfoot, Engvall. Yeah. yeah, and Engvall's been rejuvenated i think mm-hmm. the couple scratches he had at the end of the year including the scratch game one of the playoffs has a little bit a little that. bit of a fire under him <laughs> what did i not say you that? did say that and i true. tweeted it for good measures too. <laughs> but that's the good thing about having depth you know yeah. some of these guys come in hungry you see Engvall, he's coming hungry but then you also see galchenyuk he's coming with a little bit like i don't know yeah, yeah. in terms of Ilya mikhaev what you're saying is exactly correct in terms of in individual expected goals for he is like right at the bottom with Riley Nash and uh, Alex Galchenyuk right now, 0.23. And then Thornton is at 0.27. Simmons at 0.28. I thought it would be a little higher. But anyways, Ilya McKay, as, like that number just points to it. Like He's along for the ride. He's not generating anything himself. I feel like sometimes with Mikheyev, like he shouldn't be using a hockey stick out there. He should be using a shovel because there's no way he's going to generate his own scoring chances there so like i'm just piggybacking off what you said you know about this team being more built for the playoffs especially than previous years i agree but i think now it's on sheldon keith in figuring out that right mix especially in the bottom six especially with Tavares out now so it'll be interesting to see what happens next game especially on a back-to-back because not to jump ahead of ourselves but does that mean one of the older guys sits maybe for adam brooks because it's a back-to-back who knows but i'm just saying you know we have a lot of respect for Sheldon You'd Keith. Like to see Adam Brooks. I I would, but I will get to that later. I but I, I think it's important for Keith to find the right mix here with the bottom six to maximize the roster's potential. We haven't even mentioned yet. Thank God, John Tavares is okay. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. good, really good to see him that tweet. Was really you know? good to yeah. see that he was he was okay. I'm fortunate about that. On top of this, the knee injury as, as well. But the boys are persevering without him, and that's awesome to see. Couple W's for. John Tavares, and as I mentioned last pod, the character in this team is really showing. It's shining through just the way they stepped up and how they're banding together. And it's win this one for JT. It's awesome to see. And I mean, if they need me out there, I'll, like I'll, for, I'll for JT, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take I'll get Josh Anderson a plow my head through the boards i'll do it for jt he'll take a shea weber slash 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 uh, slap shot slash slash, yes you know what i mean slash 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 slash, yes exactly 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 for jt anything but jason you had a point no i just uh, that video that i I don't know if that that uh leafs tweeted of uh it was I the least blueprint. Yeah, the Keep blueprint the video. Puck. Oh, yeah, for JT. Just. And, uh, even the Austin Matthews interview after mm-hmm. the game, he's like, you know, we're, we picked it up for him. Yeah. It was awesome. Awesome to see that one. But and any you, other thoughts on, on game three that you guys had? I mean, shout out Jack Hamill, but also shout out Carey Price. I thought he played pretty well today. Holy. He made it, that save on Spezza was insane. I mean, Again, yeah. Game game two, as we said, a little rocky. Game three, the save on spe- like he was rock solid. And then there was one on Marner in front. Was oh there yeah, like, when he, he tried was, to tuck it back in front off like, a rebound. The Leafs were buzzing. Yeah, and it, it, he was the only reason this was close to yeah, yeah, I agree. Because yeah. the, the the shots were so lopsided at one point. Both goalies, it was it was a goalie battle oh, off. Yeah. That was that was really awesome to see, especially from. And, and then one more point would be, you know, say what you want about William Nylander. He has his detractors. Ew. Elliot Friedman made a good point today during the intermission. In the playoffs, production is production. Yeah. And if you're scoring, that's all that really matters at this time of year. You know what I mean? If you have a goal in each game, hey, no complaints. You shouldn't have any complaints about the guy. Production in the playoffs matters. You're producing. We're happy. Goal Thank you very much. Everything. Yeah, playoff bill has been fantastic and i mean um i think we've touched everything in game you got one more i just want to make three. a point about will that but even before coming into this series he led all the guys uh at least on the like w- with the leafs um points per game played in the playoffs he let he has like led the leafs with point in points per game played and if you consider the fact that he had to like play center for with with um 
in, in, before in the Boston. this playoffs, he had the best yeah. points. Are you sure not five on five? It might have been five on five. It's probably five on five. It. Yeah, I got I got to check my numbers. But yeah, because he, I said last pod that Mar- he has more points than Marner. I was actually incorrect on that. He has more five on five points yeah. than Mitch Marner. That, and that would make more sense because he doesn't really get to see that it's, first it's power play. It's a decent time, points per 60 that mm-hmm. he has in the and that, Sorry, that there. honestly might have been it. It might have been his, his points per 60. It's solid. But yep. yeah, I, I just want to make one more point about uh, the our, our, our defensive pairings and how the first, uh, after game one, we were talking about how it seems like every time Morgan Riley has a good game, TJ Brody doesn't. And every time TJ Brody has a good game, Morgan Riley doesn't. It seems like we finally found a game where both Morgan Riley and yeah. TJ Brody are on the ball. They both played fantastic this game other than that little hiccup from riley with the, yeah but he, he you know what he made up for himself totally by getting in like get, ripped it on Kerry getting price. in position for marner to get him the puck and to to put it past price i love it and i thought they both played really they played really well tonight um they were the top two d's in expected goals mm-hmm. they they percentage tonight they were doing all the right things tonight for the team and i'm, I'm happy that they they were able to put it together so so soon i, I thought we would yeah. it would be a lot longer to like I thought it would take a That's lot longer a great for us point. to if see. They didn't, if they weren't mm-hmm. clicking tonight, I mean, especially with how tight of a game it was, we would have been in massive trouble because they played big minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they were huge for but us. To see Morgan Riley get it done on the power play too. That pass from Mitch Marner and the shot. He just walked in and attacked. That was nasty. It, it was interesting. What did, what did you think Price was seeing on that? Because so, you know, Riley drops off to Marner. Marner swings across the blue line. He can see the lane kind of open up and he makes that beautiful cross ice pass to Riley. And I think Riley does a good play by hesitating for his, for one second there. And you can see price slowly moves to the middle of the ice as if Riley's about to shoot or sorry, about to pass and it opens up the top corner. And if you look, Riley didn't even make that good of a shot. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like he went straight in the middle of the net. It was right in the middle of that. But that one second of hesitation from Riley, whether he did it on purpose or not, Caused Price to slide back across his crease and opened up basically a wide open net for him so to shoot So what into. he did, and I'm watching it right here. So it's a fantastic patch, pass from Mitch Marner finding the seam there. But so what Riley did is he really opened up his body, and he's not even quite facing the net at all. His body, his shoulders are square to the opposite boards that he's facing, and it looks like he's trying to pass it back door. And so what Price does, he ends up, he's supposed to be like almost foot on the post because Riley's at the face-off dot right now. And Riley keeps his body open. And like when he's shooting it, it's still pretty open. And he, it looks like it's a great fake out on Price, which is something we were critical of Riley earlier. And he puts it straight, like straight into the net. It almost hits like the center. No, it goes to the left of that, his left of it. But... I mean, it's something that would have hit Price straight in the head had he not moved, changed his positioning on that. So I think it was a little bit of a fake out, a nice fake out from Morgan Riley there. Maybe a little misplay by Carey Price, a combination of the two. But who, who was the player at the back door, by the way? Was it Matthews? Any change? No, it was well, in front of the net is Hyman. Okay. Zach Hyman and then Austin Matthews. Austin is, Matthews was in the slot, though. No. Yeah, he's in the slot in this play, and then TJ Brody's above Morgan Riley. So pretty wild to see that both of our D are on one side of the ice in this play. <laughs> well, it's all good. <laughs> you guys see this yeah. one here. Well, it's just interesting because even on the on the Sandine shot from game two, not to be too critical of Price, I think he's been pretty good. He kind of was caught going the wrong way there yeah, too. Yeah, he was, as, as we mentioned. So I wonder if there. he's maybe cheating on something. Maybe he sees something from Elise that's making him cheat a little back door. And... Yeah, maybe. And I mean – Overall, what are you guys' thoughts on the past two games? Anything, any takeaways? I mean, everyone likes to rag on our power play. It obviously hasn't been that good. Our penalty kill has been unbelievable, though. Oh, my God, yes. Active been, sticks, pressuring the puck, getting the puck Mitch out. Mitch Marner has been awesome. Very good penalty on the penalty kill. kill you know, so awesome that's see. you got to – I mean, again, everyone only looks at the power play, but the okay. best way to look at special teams is as a whole, right? The differential like, between the you're two. You're plus two on special teams. We didn't give up a, pa- a shorthanded goal. Additionally, I wanted to say, as I mentioned, the, the maintain, uh, maintaining discipline while playing a tough game, getting into those scrums and like hits and all of that, that's been very impressive for me. Additionally, with the power play, I'd really like to see, and Christopher Stieg made this point on Instagram. If you're not following, he's a great follow. But he was saying the Leafs aren't attacking from the points as much. And when they're passing it off on the one-timers, they're fading away a little bit too much. 
So what's happening is the Leafs D aren't stepping up to make it the shot an actual threat. And then, so they're just passing the puck off. And when they make the pass off, even if they do do a good job of attacking, the rare time they do, the one-timers are fading too far away. So they're getting the shot off from a not dangerous angle. And it's, I mean, we saw one with Matthews. It was a great shot, but Price was right there. I I would like them to keep it a little tighter and make it a little more deceptive. And that's what I think Rasmus Sandin does a great job just... Little, that little adjustment, I think. So, help. so the other thing that I think is an issue with the power play right now that nobody seems to be talking about is if you watch Montreal's playing their forwards extremely yeah. high in the zone, that's because they have absolutely zero respect for any plays that will develop below the, the red line for us. Because mm-hmm. who's down there? No offense. Joe Thornton, who at this point I don't think the Habs are that scared of. No. And Zach Hyman, who they know, if the puck goes down low with Hyman, he's probably going to just dig it Stop out and pass it, it to someone yeah. else. So that allows their forwards to really cheat high and block off any sort of cross-ice pass from Marner to Matthews or vice versa, as well as stepping up to a point where, now, okay, now Matthews is one-timer, like you said, is further away than normal. Yeah. Right? So I think an issue, like, if you want to put William Nylander on Mitch Marner's wing instead, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Put Mitch Marner down low. Change it up. But I see people, like, criticizing the power play in terms of, oh, you know, they don't have enough of a shot threat uh, with on Marner's side, which may be true. But if you look at how they're pl- the other, the, sorry, the Habs are playing this power they're play. They're giving like a book. They're, exactly. They're giving no respect to any plays that would develop basically below cheating, the hash yeah. marks. Do you think there's any sort of reconfiguration that they can the Leafs can make right now that'll that'll mess Montreal up? Yeah, I think they need to start developing plays below the mm-hmm. below these uh, yeah, hash marks. Yeah, make it, I, I think also putting William Nylander in that Marner oh, yeah. spot and then oh, yeah. could Marner go in the bumper? But the I, other thing I, that could happen as well is if you want at some point in the power play have Matthews and whoever's and the, in the bumper spot, which could be Nylander or Marner, have them switch and put Matthews in the bumper spot yeah. for one mm-hmm. spot just to make them respect it a little more, which mm-hmm. could open things up on the side. More fluidity is not going to hurt your power play at this point. Oh, yeah. Essentially, watch Tampa Bay's power play. Exactly. <laughs> it is the ideal power play. And I'm not play. saying take Matthews off that wing. Like, he's no, got, he's no, going to no, be no. there. I'm just saying at some point, even, like, again, if it's Nylander there instead, and maybe we, we make a couple plays through there, just get make sure the other team respects that. It seems like as the series has gone on as well, as our power play has become more, not stagnant in the sense of, like, scoring, yeah. but, like, like, just stationary almost. Yeah. Like, I remember earlier in the series – it's only been three games, but it still feels like the earlier penalty power plays. We were, I, I saw Matthews Marner switching sides. Matthews sometimes hopping in the middle. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I just didn't Plus movement. I'm not seeing as much movement rigidity. over. Yeah, I, I, I wonder as to what that could be. And I, I think we should start maybe developing some set plays off the wall where yeah. we can. Like, I, I think it was Tampa who did like a, a, a give and go off the wall and, and well, cut it and that. scored. If you watched, they had uh, the game. I think it was the five-two game on Saturday. It was. Um, they have so many different options. From the Kucherov had three assists. I think it was just off. He has so many options from that spot. A, he can one time it like a beast from there. B, there was he could set it to. It was he put it back door. He put it. I don't even. I can't even remember. But he had like five different options, and it just messed the Florida power penalty killers up, and they couldn't. They couldn't defend against it. But also, even if you watch their power plays, look where Kucherov and Stamkos are getting their one timers from. Again, because they have to respect the pass down low to Braden Point, for example. Yeah. Their one timers are coming from basically the face off dot, or or yeah. maybe a little higher. Matthews, like you said, had some tonight that were basically from the blue line. Yeah. Which again, he can still score from there. He's a monster. It but also, it also they open up a lot of space from how fast they move the puck. Yeah, Headman, yeah. Stamkos, Kucherov zip the puck yeah. so fast one another. I feel like we're getting there. We're almost there, but there still is the stop, handle, handle, pass, handle. Like it, it's fast, but it's not quite Tampa Bay level yet. Um, let's get into it. Three starts for the series so far for the Leafs. Uh, I think we're gonna have a lot of the same. So we'll get into some unsungs after, but. What do you? What would you say your three stars? Okay, I'm gonna start this one, and my number one star has got to go to the guy who's kind of helped us get along this series, Jack Campbell. I think Jack Campbell's okay. our number one star. Yep. He's played good every single game, I think, and I think yep. he's played not not just good. He's played exceptional, I think, every yeah. single game. Yeah, maybe this game there was that one goal he could have saved, but 
I'm not worried about goals he could have saved. I'm worried about, worried about the goals that he did back. save towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm really happy with his play overall. He's definitely proved a lot of doubters wrong that uh, he's he, he can play in the Playoff playoffs. Bill. He's able to play in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm happy with him. Uh, my second star would be Morgan Riley. And I think that might be a surprise to some people. But he he's actually been our best. Uh, he's stepped up. And I think he's been our best defenseman of the series. Do we have um, to delete our <laughs> What did you say on, during the playoff preview? <laughs> I think the hey, direct. No, Nick, I got to shout out Nick Guida. Because if I don't put this in, he's going to get mad. But I think. You went from Riley for Norris to Riley doesn't fit the Leafs defense core back to Riley's the second star of the series so far. He has. He, guys, he's been, I respect it's, it's you're willing been, to admit your mistakes. It, I give you credit for that. I, mind you, it's also only been three games, and I, I don't even want to say anything else, honestly, just because, yeah. Cause, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really yeah. happy with how he's played. He's played really well. He's been getting points. He's been doing the right things, yeah. expected goals. And even tonight we saw a good it. version of Morgan. I mean, a little bit of a small defensive technicality gap on that goal. And then what's he do? He goes back the other way and rips one. Those five minutes, I think it was Dom who tweeted. It's like the duality of Morgan Riley. Absolutely. It's the, yeah. the perfect encapsulation of what Morgan Riley is, is that he can do one thing on one side of the ice and another thing on the other. And he's oh, yeah. on the offensive zone, he does stuff really well. Defensive zone, not so much. But, hey, okay. I don't think he has been as punished for it so in this series. Campbell ne- so, Campbell, Nylander, and Riley. No, he didn't no, say no, Nylander. I didn't say Nylander. I'm not, even, say, I'm not even oh, giving – second star. I, oh, my second star is Riley. Oh. So, what's the third star then? Let him I'm get to it, brother. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't oh. – I'm going to go with Kerfoot. I think my third wow. star is Kerfoot. Um and interesting i think this is also based off of uh my expectations for kerfoot yeah um, i ragged on him a lot I, th- I found him to be a very inconsistent player he stepped up especially with that whole left and second slide setter shout out to kerfoot i haven't said enough good about him i i, I think he's crushed it honestly the, the yeah. second game his line put up 80 percent uh 80 percent expected goals i think this game he played well kind of playing Solid. up and down the lineup he was playing with yep. uh uh, Galchenyuk and uh, Nylander at one point. Then they put him with Mikhaev and uh, Engvall. Then they put him with Simmons and Engvall. Like he, he was playing everywhere. And it seems like he's... Uh, Risen keep, to the challenge. Exactly. And Keith is giving him more trust, which is something yeah. you always like to see. Yeah. And I think this is the player that the Leafs thought they were going to get when they traded for him originally. And, 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm just happy with how he's played so far, guys. Wow, okay, so, so Campbell, Campbell, Riley, Campbell, Riley Kerfoot. and Kerfoot. Yeah. You're out. Well, okay. I, Go ahead. I think go we're going to have a lot of the same. So I agree. Yeah. My first star is also Jack Campbell. Okay. He's given up four goals in three games. Enough said. Done. Okay. That's it. Easy enough. Everyone was worried. So far, couldn't have been better. Right. My second star, like I said earlier, production is production. William Nylander, three yeah. goals, three games. What? Like, perfect. Thank you very what much. What do, baby? Absolutely. Third star is a little tough. I mean, because because yeah. it's not like there's guys that have been still been good. Like I still think Austin Matthews oh, has yeah. been good. Oh yeah. He, yeah, but he's been he hasn't been exceeding Except, yeah. expectations. Yeah. Interesting. I think someone who has exceeded expectations is Wayne Simmons because I think he's brought it every mm-hmm. single night. Where we saw, especially after his injury at the end of the regular season, people were calling calling for him to be scratched mm-hmm. game one of the playoffs, and not like irrelevant yeah. people. People okay. would have. Like 10,000 or more mm-hmm. followers mm-hmm. on Twitter. I'm not going to like snitch nah. on anyone. but okay. <laughs> And you know what? He's responded. He's brought a ton of energy before the whistle, after the whistle. Look what Montreal was doing to him at the end of the game. It's a 4-1-5-1 game. He throws a huge hit in the corner, gets slashed, gets cross-checked in the head. by sh- for, yeah, Exactly. Like he's all over in front of them. And he's just running amok. It's that, it's that intangible factor that maybe our teams didn't have in the past. I mean, yeah. throw back to last year against Columbus. Who... Got into a fight to rally the team last year. Jason Spezza. Okay? Jason so, like, Spezza think about the difference. Now you got a guy like Wayne Simmons. Again, it Cole might not... Clifford ran a mock a little bit. He was, yeah. He was okay, but... He just didn't play that much. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. None of them did. They played two minutes in the first game. Yeah. But I know what you mean. I mean, so, like, Wayne just, Simmons it's more of a consistent. Like, for example, if, if game two, we'll get into this. If, if you said he's on the second line playing with Nylander and Kerfoot, maybe, I'm not against that at all. I, I, I think that would be good. I'll leave right. that up too. That's my three stars. Before I go, that's a pod foul. What the hell are you doing? Was that a slur? Oh. Well, I, I can edit it out. Leave me alone, guys. <laughs> I can edit that stuff out. All right. Um, so, again, I had my number one star, and I think I'm seeing a lot in the DMs here, which I'll get to in one second. But 
My number one star is William Nylander. And as you mentioned, production is production. Mm-hmm. Playoff Bill has been hot. He's been physical. On, he's been physical on the puck. I really like the way he's zipping it around. I mean, he's been consistent game in and game out, bringing, in that, bringing energy to the power play five on five everywhere. I've really liked what I've seen from William Nylander. Number two, Jack Campbell, 100% agree with what you guys have been saying. I mean, he's just been – he's the Leafs haven't given up a ton of chances, but he's been what you've uh, needed him to be and more, I'd say. Absolutely. My third star, it's tough. It's a tough like dog fight, and that's a good thing to have. I like what you were saying about Wayne Simmons. However, I'd have to go with I have written down here someone else, but I'm gonna go with Mitch Marner. I really liked what I've seen from him on the penalty kill. Um, I'd really, really like him to shoot the puck more. I have a couple of screenshots where he just gets the puck in such good spots and he holds it. And I think it's because there's nobody in the stadium. There's no drunk idiots in the in the top balcony shoot! yelling at him to shoot the puck. So that's why he doesn't know to shoot it. So um, I think today, I think everyone needs to yell more at their TV. Today, uh, to I will have it. to say I agree, but I think at the first period he had zero shots. I think he finished with five shots tonight. So he was putting the puck on the net yeah. more, which was good to see. But when he gets in those high danger chances, yeah, yeah, just stuff it, stuff it in the net. I have a full screenshot. He was on his backhand. Yeah. He had a wide open net, and he didn't shoot it. Yeah. So that was crazy, but the combination penalty kill uh, and five on five offense that he's been bringing has just been awesome. This is I, I tweeted it before game two. He had zero points in his, five, zero five on five points in his last twelve playoff games, and for a guy on your top line to have that, you're you're gonna get knocked out again if they're not putting up numbers. And guess what? He has, and that pass to Morgan Riley tonight was Terrific. nasty. So. Terrific. And, I mean, the penalty kill can't go understated. Yeah, um, good point. I'm going to go through some of any uns- Any unsung heroes, or you want to do that after? The- let's do the uh, submissions first. That's a good call. Let's do the submissions first. Nick Guida, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Shout he's out saying Nick. no net front Nylander. Yeah, buddy. Uh. <laughs> um, we're going to go with Zane. He's saying Nylander as well. Nice. Um, I don't want to read that one. I got one from uh, from Mikey Z here. He said, uh, let me get the quote, really. He said, no-brainer for him, Soupy. No softies, solid all-around yeah. play, especially tonight. He said, if Freddie was in net, we'd probably still be playing in overtime right now. Okay, yeah. 2021 Freddie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then this was a good one here from Sammy Hilsey. Sam Hilsey. Uh, his name rhymes with kill. <laughs> wow, <Wild> Bell. <laughs> Love that one. Um, and then we got one here. You're a Ute messaged in again. Thank you. Nylander's been great, competing hard all over the ice, making nice plays. Honorable mention to Campbell too. I 100% agree with that one. Any hot takes or is it mostly just Campbell Nylander is the overwhelming sentiment, which is fair, by the way. I I think Ryan said Willie Styles. Love that. Um, and then we got Adam Orlovsky. See, I mean, Matthews with his presence and effort, but maybe Nylander. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I like that one. I mean, you were saying he hasn't exceeded the expectations, but the little things he's been doing in terms of playoff. He had a massive hit today. Playoff oh, yeah. poppy. Oh, yeah. He's popped had Gallagher. several. Yeah, yeah. He popped Philip Deneau. He popped, I guess he popped Gallagher. Mm-hmm. He had a nice hit in game two as well. I've, I've been throwing them on the stories. He's been, he's been a monster. And on top of that, when the scrums come, what does he do? Looks at you with that insane look <laughs> in his eye. So I like that. Yeah, I, I really like that one. I just want to say one. I know we're a Leafs podcast here. We got two Leafs jerseys. We got two Leafs hats. We, we love the Leafs. But I just want to say one good thing about the Habs is that, like, they've done very well shutting down our first line. Not shutting down, but they've, they've done very well defensively against them. Like, we've they, they, they've been able to suppress Matthews a little bit, a lot more than we've seen other teams do. And that's just, I just wanted to give a little love to them because I thought maybe Deneau and, and who's it, Deneau Gallagher and is it Tatar? Or yeah. Who, yeah. I, I will say this though. It's been at the complete expense of any offensive zone oh, time for the, for any of their lines really against the top line. Like, yeah, of course, but they, which is, oh, fair, which is okay. fair. Are we going to do say something nice about the Habs or? I am in one second. I did get, I've been going through the requests now. Uh, Melvin said, Willie. I did get an interest. Where did it go? No. I had a really interesting 
and it's just gone. Just try are to remember. You kidding it. me? Oh, here we are. Um, Carson Bunker said Willie or Price. For, yeah, I like yeah, that. I, one. I don't. I don't hate that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, a hundred percent. We've been saying Carey Price game one and three especially was awesome. Um, two more we got here: Nylander or Campbell from Elijah, and Brandon Tomine said. Willie and Jack. Yep, I think it's an overwhelming. I think it's an overwhelming. Two, Willie and Jack have been fantastic. We got a couple good ones in there as well. Any unsung uh, heroes? Unsung heroes. I'm 100% saying Pierre Engvall, as mm-hmm. I mentioned in in episode one. When he gets a kick in the ass, he gets going, and we've seen him play with a little bit more physical. I mean, someone said to me on Saturday, is Pierre Engvall the most unphysical six foot four player you've ever seen?" <laughs> what and about I said, Freddie yes. Gauthier? <laughs> oh God, don't get me started. Sorry, go he's ahead. a very nice guy though. I've met him a couple of times, but anyways, that's um, the issue. He's too nice. He's been he's been <laughs> mixing it up after the whistle. He's been throwing the a little bit more than what we've seen from him, and I mean he he's doing his Pierre Engvall thing. At a higher level, and I've really liked it so far. And then on top of that, I was going to say Bogosian. I mean, uh, I was going to say steady. even in general, like Sandin and Bogosian as a yeah. pairing, especially at five on five, solid, no issues. 100%. Like I remember last year, especially after Muzzin got hurt, it was almost to a point where they didn't even want to use the third pairing, right? So yeah. which was Dermot and Marinson. So was or it was it? It might have been someone. Yeah, whatever. It was. Barry's it was not good pairing. though. Especially compared to, I'm not going to dog on Travis Dermott, but I think those two have given you a lot more steady play than Dermott has in, especially this year. So I really, I really like that. Another, another, I guess I said Simmons. That's not really an unsung guy, but. uh, I think we covered pretty much everyone. The only unsung guy I would say is, and it's not you guys who have, I'm just doing this based off of these Twitter. I think Mitch Martin has been an unsung hero for at least Twitter. I think a lot of people, he's, he he seems like to be the new punching bag sometimes for some guys. And I I don't like that. I thought Mitch Martin has been great the past two games. Like he's been great analytically. He's absolutely ridiculous. How people talk about him Mm -hmm. on Twitter. It's because of that contract negotiation, but then they, they kiss Nylander's ass. Like bro, Marner, did Marner even miss one day of camp? Nylander missed (laughs) half a season. Too much negativity. Over. Yeah, absolutely wild. I encourage those people to go to Jay Fresh Hockey, and, and he recently tweeted out Mitch Marner's stat card, and it's it's pretty freaking good, all blue, and blue equals good. So, <laughs> hey, um, all right. In terms, uh, say something nice about the Habs. Go one ahead. one thing I just saw on Twitter: Dominic Ducharme confirmed already that uh, Carey Price is starting tomorrow. He said no. He said, and I quote: "No question, Price is starting tomorrow." So. I mean, it has to be the same for the Leafs. Though. I hope uh, so. Yeah, I hope so as well. I think did we did we? Sorry, I, I know we we're gonna go into the uh, mm-hmm. the Habs, but um, did J- Campbell, Campbell played a back to back right towards the end of the season? Or I, I don't believe so. He hasn't. Uh, I don't right? believe he has ever played a back to back. Okay, well, that, that'll be something to look at going forward then for sure. But I, I I think we're all in agreement here that saying that we should, we think he 100%. should start. Yeah, yeah. So. In terms of say something nice nice about the Habs, uh, way to finally put your best player in the lineup. Like that was smart. I mean, Cole, they don't have a player that can bring to the table what Cole Caulfield can. And it's very evident of that. Did, did either of you guys kind of like tense up when you saw Caulfield get the, the puck end, in the last yes, second? Obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. You guys just missed it. You were actually paying attention. Connor McDavid looked down and gave the, the most just I'm fed up with this situation head shake I've ever three, seen three in my now, life. If you're listening, you but, probably know the score already. But yeah. Yeah. So um, in terms of. I mean, Cole Caulfield had a couple. He hit the crossbar and then had a couple great rush in. I mean, he was buzzing in the first period, but then they kind of sat him. Did they not? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, this. I know this is say something nice about the Habs, but the hell is going on there? I don't really get their forward deployment, scared. to be honest. I don't really like. Even again, we, I'm not the biggest Josh Anderson guy. I have my own criticisms of, criticisms of him, but coming off game one, he was a high energy player. And I think he played like 15 minutes in game two or something. Like, how is that guy not playing more? Yeah. I, I don't really understand how he's playing they... a lot for them. That's a, I think that's a great question that I have no idea. Like, but in terms of say something nice, I think Carey Price has played a lot better than most people thought he would, especially given how he's played so far this season. Yeah. He's been really steady. Honestly, he's made some really, really good saves. I think it's possible without Price and net. This could be three L right now. Yeah. Right. So, Another another guy I want to mention I think uh, I think Suzuki's been pretty good he hasn't been crazy yeah. good but he's like I think he's just their most solid yeah. game Offensive by game player again like, and then he too. scored today he makes a lot of th- a lot of things happen on the ice 
I, I think their defense core could definitely use a little bit of foot speed. I think I think when when the Leafs really start buzzing, like in the offensive zone, it's really it's. I find Montreal really struggles to break up our sustained pressure. I know you're supposed to say something nice. I said something not nice, but just another observation I had. And one final observation about Josh Anderson. In his career, in over 300 games, he has 80 goals and 50 assists. He does not pass the puck at <laughs> all. Like, at all. And he has immaculate physical tools. He is one of the least nuanced hockey players I've ever seen in my entire life. With 20 seconds left in the game, you're trying to score a goal. You're down one goal. You have the puck on the boards. He was burying the puck into the boards with his skate down one goal with 20 seconds left in the offensive zone. I don't think I've ever seen a player do that. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah, he, his hockey sense reminds you of Kasperi Kapanen. It, he does. Yeah. He's got kind of like a big mm-hmm. Kasperi Kapanen. He's like a little bit of a meaner Kasperi Kapanen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a better shot, maybe. It's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. When you look at like how he plays, he started the year nine goals in, like, what, eight games there, and then finished the year with 17? Yeah. In how many? And, and tw- like, less, when you less look than at Kasperi, half a point a game. When you look at Kasperi Kapanen, it's the same sort of thing. It's because he doesn't play that east-west sort of game. It's no. a very straight line. And we're not saying they're the same player. Obviously, they excel in different blinders. ways. But in, in terms of yeah. the, the way that they play hockey However, when you pay mentally. a guy like that $5.5 million to be your goal scorer, and when it comes down to it, I mean... We'll see, yeah. we'll see what but he does. We'll see what he does. I thought he's been solid. He's been season. solid. Just a lot solid. of like straight line rushes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like, and, and you saw from Bogosian today, he didn't really feel a threat of any sort of like, no. you know, delay and pass the puck to a trailing player. So he just kind of stood in front of him and, and said, okay, Bogosian him the, the fleetest of foot no. player? And even <laughs> other players, I think I think it was Riley on one of the rushes he had on him. He kind of just put his stick in the way and said, okay, just shoot it into my yeah. stick. So, <laughs> Nah, according to John, Don Cherry, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, of course. Anyways. Um, we have one other submission. Alicia said for best player of the series, uh, she said cold. Co- I think cold coffee. Just <laughs> cold coffee. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. I like that. Um, Anything nice about the Habs? I think that Price is a really good goal. I really like Jeff Petrie. That's another one. Yeah. And um, Ben Sherratt just has to be smarter. I don't know. Like yeah. some of these guys have to be smarter after the whistle. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like if Austin Matthews is just going to stand there, like, and you just keep wailing on him, what do you expect is going to mm-hmm. happen? I, I wonder if the, we're going to see maybe Montreal tone it down a bit with the roughness after the play. Like I get that's kind of the style of play they want to play, but it seems like they're really shooting themselves in the foot, not, not being able to like giving up so many power plays. I, I, I don't know the exact numbers for the penalties, but it feels like we've been, Owning uh, that division for sure. Yeah. Uh, other than like the three puck over the glass, we we must be like getting. They must have ten more penalties than us. Yeah, it's pretty uh, close. I, I it's it, so it tonight, feels that way. So tonight the Leafs had four power plays. The Montreal had three. That's all mm-hmm. I can see right now. And then it was. I think it was six double, one on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it was six one on yeah. Saturday with two power play goals. How do you do? Um. To close it off, I think that we've covered everything. The last thing I want to say, do you see any lineup changes for Tuesday? I would like to see Adam Brooks draw into the lineup. Mm-hmm. I think he might give you a That's little bit more creativity in your bottom six. I'm not going to say a guy like Mikhaev has to come out, but like he needs to step it up. So yeah. I, I think it's most likely going to be Riley Nash coming out, if anyone. Yeah, especially yeah. because Brooks is a center. You, you swap it in one I, for though, one. Uh, but again, maybe Felino plays, so maybe it'll have to be someone else coming out of the lineup. That's true. That's so, true. So I think we'll if Felino draws in, then Riley Nash comes out. For sure. And and I think in that situation, I'd love to see Brooks draw in for even Galchenia. Because yeah. then mm-hmm. if you end up it, assuming that Felino takes that second line left wing role that Galchenia previously occupied, you have Felino, Kerfoot, Nylander. And then where does Galchenia fit if he's not playing on that second left wing role. He did. We know yeah. that they don't really like using him on the third line. And that's probably where the space is going to be, right? Because you have Spezza, Simmons, Thornton kind of taking up the fourth line. Or you bump Simmons up to the third and you play Brooks down the middle between Thornton and Spezza, which worked pretty well for the five yeah. or six games that they did that in the regular I season. So as well. I think it would really help Joe Thornton. Add yeah. a little bit something else to his game there. Yeah. Change it up a little bit for him. But for sure, I'm a, I think we're all with you in terms of Adam Brooks drawing in. I think so, it's Adam Brooks' season. I hope so. Yeah, and and I know we've seen Keith juggle the lines a bit, so it's always hard to predict what exactly the lines will be. Yeah. But for me personally, I would like to see uh, Brooks draw into that that with with Neil, just play with Nylander. I don't care who the other winger is at wow. this point. If it's Galchenyuk or if it's 
Whoever. I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. So you're saying Adam Brooks all the way up. I don't, not, I don't think you go from the 16th forward to the 2C. I mean, he has he's the right style to play to, to, to play with Nylander, and I don't think that anyone is really other than Kerfoot. I but here's the thing: I lo- I love the Kerfoot Mikhaev uh, Angval line. Let me preface that: like 100%. I I am a big fan of that line, and I think we need to keep that line together. I think uh, while it, it was but important what, that we jumbled but at it what up, cost yeah. I, 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 the, the, I don't know. I just think that that line is one of those lines where it's the the sum of like the sum of its parts is greater than like you know what i'm saying what's the no, phrase i understand they work better as a unit than yeah, they do and they are individually the actual, is, what's the actual saying to that this the sum of its parts is greater, greater than, than the whole than the whole yeah nah, i feel like that's the whole is greater than the sum, sum of, of its parts whole. that's what it is think, yeah, yeah that's i think what it is. that's what it is and that would make more sense <laughs> yeah yeah so but but on. the the only thing is i see a lot of people on twitter asking for Nylander to play more which i definitely don't disagree with mm-hmm. yeah a good way for that not to happen is if Keith has him playing with brooks and galchenia because he will not trust that line enough to play of them. course so i think 100%. you're most likely going to see felino kerfoot and Nylander, and then depending on where simmons or galchenia fit in i think Maybe Simmons bumps up to the third line and Brooks down the middle or Galchenyuk on the fourth line. And I just have one question for you guys. Do you think that maybe Spezza or Thornton um, sit, sits out this back-to-back? Because I know I know Spezza wanted to sit out during the season, the back-to-backs. I'm not saying he wants to sit out for this game. To, but, they've, but they've sat Spezza in situations mm-hmm. like that. I don't see it happening yeah, i don't, I don't it. think I, I they think should it would do be that. thornton if anyone mm-hmm. but i don't think they'll do that either because we've never seen thornton sit on a back to just based off of sample size and what we've seen in previous similar situations i don't see any of simmons thor any of the vets sitting for and, and again time. what's I, it's got to be campbell right like, yeah yeah I, I i wrote goalie I change question mark but i don't think there's no nah, i'd uh, like delete that <laughs> <laughs> no just to, just to bring it up change. and talk and uh, small thing i've just i've honestly guys i don't think i've ever seen frederick anderson smile in my life and i think game two or three it showed him on the camera two. he was talking with campbell and he was smiling which is happy it's good it's good Why to not? see that because it's obviously hard to be in his position of being the backup 100%. goal we've seen it not go i mean vegas last year is a perfect example of like kind of <laughs> blowing up in their face with the backup goalie situation with Flurry yeah that was more agent. so his agent yeah but still head, but i mean it was kind of funny it's good to see him you know supporting the boys being one of yeah. them was like oh 100 percent. yeah but i i do know what you were talking about that was really nice to see mm-hmm. that, that goalie hug at the end there yeah. but what a team eh? i know i think we've covered just about any closing thoughts i hope i hope to see more of a game two effort tomorrow i know it's hard coming off a back-to-back but montreal is also coming off a back-to-back yes and we saw Corey perry get banged up today we saw lekkonen leave the game so they might be even more hurt than we are which i believe they uh, i know Tavares is hurt but they have more bodies think stalls coming back maybe this was just a one game scratch here I'm curious to see if Felino comes back. I mean, it was right up until the game time when yeah. he was supposed to play. But shout out to the Leafs. I mean, Tavares and Felino out, and they were able to get it done like that. I mean, what a team. What I, character. I, I think it just goes to show you how much different this team is than any other team previous we've, years. we've seen before. Is The, the uh, character is what, what, what makes yeah. the difference, it seems like. I questioned it. I question is this char- are these character guys going to step up is the character of the team going to come to the forefront as we saw as we've seen during this year and it 110% did and I'm so happy to see that it just me- feels so much better. Oh yeah. Jacked oh, yeah. up. Again, Can't just wait for t- tomorrow. For tomorrow let's bring the game to them. You know what I mean? Oh, let's yeah. dominate. Let's start hot and let's 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 close better. this out. Let's do it. Be- I don't want seven game series. I'll take it, oh but let's gosh. let's finish them off. Like let's put our a foot win. down and win. But it'd be preferable if you win now. Yes. <laughs> do it for JT. Do do it for JT. I think we've covered everything. We're gonna record one after tomorrow's game as well. Yeah, one thing I gotta shout out Jason. We ripped on him for saying Mike Smith was kinda overrated okay. and he's proved to be kind of overrated in the playoffs so far. Get get Ooh. prepared for the, the this is the Edmonton Winnipeg game still going on, guys. Be prepared for the Edmonton four oh sweep of the series. A reverse sweep. Reverse sweep. Yeah. You think they're gonna reverse no, sweep? No, I'm just saying because you jinxed me. So Okay, let's I just know. I just want everyone to be prepared for it. I'm not talking about me. Edmonton anymore. I absolutely <laughs> hate this bunch of frauds. They are so bad. 
I mean, Connor McDavid deserves so much better. Leon Draisaitl looks so much better. Deserves so much better. They look so decrepit and worn out and just tired of this situation. They have to live in Edmonton and they have to deal with Drew Shore and Ryan McLeod on their second line. It's just incredible. That'll be an interesting offseason team to look at for sure. Them and Boston will be something. Yeah. It'll be interesting because they'll make the wrong decisions. Sorry, I, said, I meant Ken Buffalo, Holland. not Boston. Them and oh, Buffalo, Buffalo with Eichel. That, oh, I mean, God. we'll see. Could you imagine if McDavid this and week. Eichel are somehow on the block like that'd be an insane <laughs> summer if, if nhl players had the power that NBA some does? other or even nfl we see aaron Rodgers, like Julio mcdavid Jones. would be asking for a trade right oh now. yeah absolutely not just asking for a trade you demand out. it He'd and just out. say goodbye would, what would the equivalent of what julio jones did today with shannon sharp would that be like <laughs> what did he do would that be, be like jeff o'neill <laughs> yeah jeff o'neill calls mcdavid and mcdavid's like yeah i'm out of there man like, <laughs> that's so good anyways see you guys Let's go. For JT. For JT.